Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of The Decision Hour. Uh, I'm your host, Adam Bird, and we're brought to you in part by uh, Heroes Media Group. Make sure you check out uh, the network. We got to give them big thanks. Heroes Media Group. You can go to heroesmediagroup.com. Check out all the great shows uh, and their lineup and that they have uh, coming up. Check out their sponsors uh, that they have and some of the events that they're going to be uh, at coming up here this fall. Uh, there's quite a few uh, things going on. So again, go to www.heroesmediagroup.com. Uh, as I stated, you're listening to The Decision Hour. This is the show that talks about philanthropy, entrepreneurship, and uh, maybe you're a person that has uh, come to a point in your life where you need to make a decision. It's that hour is upon you and you're not sure what to do, where to go, um, but you know that this is, that decision is is uh, upon you and you need help making that, uh, you know, where to go next. Uh, we're here to help. And uh, we're also here to talk about uh, people that, and we do a lot of interviews with people that have made that decision that where that hour came upon them and, and we get their stories. So uh, today is no different. Um, I got a very special guest uh, on the phone with us right now. Uh, he is a uh, Army veteran, um, and I'm just going to bring him on. Please help me welcome Mr. Michael Lawrence, a.k.a. Top Banana. Mike, are you with us? I'm with you, Adam. Thanks for uh, the opportunity to chat today. Hey, I appreciate you uh, you coming on and taking time out of your schedule. So, uh Mike, you know, tell us a little bit about, let's just jump right into it here. Now, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, your history. You are a military vet, so kind of kind of give us a little bit of background on you. Okay, well, I appreciate that. Uh, I am a veteran of the Army, uh, 26 years in uniform, and I happily retired in 2008 as an Army public affairs officer with really a specialty in human resources, but within that human resources umbrella, if you would, um, public affairs was was one of the specialties, and I took that upon me to learn, and I'm still working in it, and currently I am at the headquarters for the for VA in Washington as a communications officer, but, you know, as a as an army person in Washington D.C., before you retire, many times you'll have people come up to you. Hey, when you retire, why don't you come and work for me? Be a contractor, or you know something mundane like that. And that's just that's just really not what I wanted to do. I saw enough PowerPoint slides in my life, and I still see them today. But I decided to. Many, many years ago, in the, in the early to mid-90s, I was raising my son, Robbie, by myself. And, oh, by the way, Robbie is severely autistic, and it was the right thing to do. And I was always had a lot of his favorite foods on hand, one of them being bananas. And one day we had so many bananas left over because he doesn't really understand that I'm out of his favorite food. So I've always been a cook, always baked, and I decided to make some banana breads. And being the chocoholic that I am, I threw some chocolate chips in, and then truly the light went on. Uh, I decided, you know what, I've always had the entrepreneurial spirit, although I was still serving proudly too. Uh, I decided when I retire that I was going to try and go into business and make banana bread. So, so I tried different flavors and actually because 
the commute is such a prominent part of, of the day in Washington, not just work, but trying to figure out how to get there in under two hours. I'm sitting on the, the Metro and I started putting together flavors and combinations. And I said, these all work if people could throw different toppings on pizzas. Why can't I throw ingredients inside the banana bread? So I started baking them and bring them into the office. And although generally military people are like hyenas when it comes to free food in the office, <laughs> I decided, you know, I got a pretty good, pretty good reviews here. And I just started to hone in on, you know, the actual uh, process of it. But the one thing I didn't want to do was ever add any kind of fake ingredients or preservatives. There's okay. ways to do it. Unfortunately, Adam, I had time on my hand to bake and bake and try different combinations of heating and, uh, you know, cooling and exposing the breads to different types of environments so that I don't have to add preservatives to them. And I came up with it and I still have the original my original notes with me so, and so mike let me let me whenever. let me mike let me interrupt real quick so i so the people understand you're active duty military thank you for your service by mm -hmm. the way um you're living in in the dc metro area you're a single father while you're doing all of this you decide that because of your son what well, you wanted to start me you started making these breads mm -hmm. that's that's quite a story so can continue on so you started making these breads you're taking them into the office you're starting to see that it's a little bit of a hit now when did when did you from the point when you started making those breads how long until you until you retired and then started doing it as more of a full-time thing right well i again i i had the luxury of having time on my hands so i had 10 to 12 years to actually just practice making the breads and eating my mistakes, which wasn't so terrible either. And fortunately the army was keeping me in pretty good shape with our <laughs> PT test. So I could, I was much younger then and I could eat a lot of breads. And, uh, I retired in 2008 and I had a friend who still has a bakery and he said, why don't you make your breads here? So I had never baked on a grand scale. So I got involved in some farmers, local farmers markets, which is a great way to test out your product. And the, the only caveat there is I would tell people just because you have a good product doesn't mean you can make it big in business. Right. But for a number of years, I did markets and I was routinely selling out. And there's such a population density in the DC area that, you know, if you keep hearing the same things and just keep getting the same, um, responses to your breads, you really know you're onto something. And so for, for almost three years, I baked at my friend's bakery. I worked with his schedule, which many times for me was off hours. And so I decided to try and branch out on my own. I went through the, the process of, you know, getting loans and I got into a beautiful baking facility in Annapolis, Maryland. So in 2011, I opened up world headquarters for Havana banana breads. Uh, my original plan when back in the nineties was to actually make the batter and sell the batter through a distributor and I joined some associations which gave me a lot of exposure. But the challenge is, and many folks will find this out or have already found out if, if you're just a small business, even though I did have a mentor in the business who was kind of a big shot and 
still a lot of the companies, they really would say, hey, thanks, that, that looks really good, but, uh, you know, do you have distributorship? And I said, I don't have anything. All I have is a place to make it. I have the capacity. And they really wouldn't talk to you anymore after that. So it makes you wonder how some of these small companies started out, but it's really the key is to get distributorship. And I could never get that because I was essentially a one-person operation. And it was very challenging, but... You know, the military ingrains in you the spirit of never giving up. So right. here it is, two, 2016, and uh, while I, I had to shut down my the business in 2013, I had too many wolves at the door after me. That's another another part to consider is, you know, all you need is money. It, it comes down to nothing else in small business. You just need money. And, you know, you, you, go, after, you go after as many customers as you can best ways to work on the business, not in the business. But when I, when my part-time baker couldn't bake, I was baking and then delivering in the local DC area. Uh, never really and, wanted to. And, and that's not easy to really, do. That's, that's not easy. The, the delivering in the DC area is not easy with all that traffic for sure. And then, and, and you're, you're doing all of this. I'm, wow. I'm surprised Mike, you did all of this by yourself because it's, you would think, and I, I'm not a baker. I, I, you know, I haven't worked in a kitchen or anything like that, but if, if you're running the business, it's hard to, to run it and it's, and you know, do it. If you're baking, delivering, it's hard to, to run a business or go out and get potential clients when you're doing everything else on your own. Oh, it, it absolutely is. The, the challenge is because for those that don't live in DC, but heard about it, about the traffic, it's all true. Uh, 10 miles does not mean 10 minutes. Yeah, it's about, had, about an hour and a half. Had, <laughs> yeah, you have to give yourself lots of time and, and you just have to be patient. And, and if I was delivering to Whole Foods in the DC area from Annapolis, mile-wise, it was maybe, you know, 25 miles. I'd have to give myself 90 minutes to get there. And that kills that kills your whole day. Right. You have to get there, you have to deliver and do the paperwork and then get back. And then just because you get back doesn't mean you can go out and play golf. You still have more to do because unlike in the military, the government, you're going to get paid either way every two weeks. Right. And when you're in your own business, if you're not selling something, you're not making any money. And there's to equate that to what it's really like you walk into the ocean and you keep walking and you keep walking until the water comes up to your nose. That's pretty much what it's like all day, every day, even weekends, because the pressure is just incredible. So, and, you know, there's some folks that are blessed with, you know, they get, they, they happen to be in a good situation, but for most of us, it's a grind and it's seven days a week. And, you know, it's, that's just the way it is, but that's the life you choose. Right. Uh, so my plan B was because I couldn't get the batter made, I I went to plan B, which is baking the end product, which was the two pound banana breads, and they can be baked in any size. So, I would bake Mike, special well, sizes for all. Go to that decision huh? when you made that decision to to go to plan B. Tell us when that was. What time frame was that? And and how did you do? You, do you remember how you felt when you decided? Okay, I need to go to plan B now. It's time for plan B. This is what I'm going to do. And, and then how did you execute it? Well, plan B was a result of after about almost two years of going to different conventions, meeting with my mentor, 
realizing, and, and again, I don't, I don't live with rose colored glasses. So, you know, you have to face the reality that until you find that you make that break for yourself, I'm not a dreamer. Dreamers are nice, but I like to call myself a doer. Uh, until you find that person and you, you make phone calls, you go see people, you do everything you can because you don't want to go to bed at night saying, you know what, I should have called this person. Or I should have sent this person some breads. I did all that. And it was just, it was just really difficult. Again, you're a single person operation. So probably 2009 was when I decided plan B was going to be the way for me to go. And if I could get plan B going pretty well, then hopefully one day I can get into my plan A, which is the batter. It's not the saying that on this day in 2016, I couldn't provide my recipe to a company and I can show them how to make the breads or anything like that. That's, that's easy to do. Uh, but plan A is still the batter. Uh, there's, there's really the application for scooping out. Imagine this, Adam, you're going down to the grocery aisle in a supermarket. You know, there's like 40,000 supermarkets in the country. And on average, every supermarket's got about 40,000 items. So you're going down to frozen food aisle and you see this little bucket of Nestle's chocolate chip cookie dough. You scoop it and you bake it. Right. Great stuff because I, I still eat it. And then right next to it, you see these colorful tropical colored tubs of Havana banana breads. And you say, you know, what's that? And, you know, the rest, the, the, everything's on the side directions on how to do it. You can make it any size. You want to make one single cupcake. You want to make a sheet cake. You want to make a regular nine-inch round cakes. You just scoop out the batter, put it into whatever vessel you want. We made the mess. The mess is made. All you have to do is is bake it. And it, it's and to make it for a company, it's really, it's it's just a one-pot mixture. Everything goes into a pot, mixed up, and then and then squirted into a bucket and delivered frozen, like all the other frozen products. How so, long? How long does something like that? that like to make mass, you know, those two pound, you said earlier, it's a two pound pound loaf. And folks, let me tell you something. I've had his breads. Mike sent me uh, two, two pound loaves of holiness. I mean, it was awesome. <laughs> it was, I had the, uh, let's see here, Mike, everything. I had the original uh, banana the bread, right? And then yeah. I had the s'mores and my God, they were both, I mean, you couldn't get enough of it. I could not get enough of it. Like two pounds. It didn't last. I had four pounds of banana bread and I don't yeah. think, I don't <laughs> think, I do not think it lasted three days. I mean, it literally, that's all we ate. <laughs> it was, yeah. It's well, absolutely amazing. Uh, but how long does it take to make? Well, let, let me tell you how easy it is. When I only bake now during the holiday season, because I have such a strong, I call my bananas. And these are all my customers. And I start to get hate mail around <laughs> Halloween. We need bread. So I'm, I'm a little bit busy at work with the, with at VA and a little bit busy. DC is a very busy lifestyle, but I take time off. And I bake uh, in a four-hour period from the time I walk into my friend's bakery to the time I drive away. I have 152-pound breads done. Holy so, smoke. Say that again? Yeah. I, so I go in at 1 o'clock, for example, because okay. I have to work with his baking schedule. Right. Uh, I mix everything one pot, and it's in a 140-quart mixer, which is big enough you could hold a Olympic diving event in it. It's so big. <laughs> and it's a one-pot mixture. Everything goes in in sequence. 
The breads get individually scooped into two-pound containers. That's what takes close to an hour. Just scooping. At five it. o'clock. Yeah. Okay. Scoop with an ice cream scoop. Okay. Now five o'clock. I'm driving away. Done. So four hours, 150 breads uh, on a on a grand scale with the you know these big companies on a grand scale. You can spit out. You know if you're going to do two-pound tubs or five-pound tubs, you can. You know it's as many as your machines will spit out. And it's, it's no more difficult to make than anything else. If they're going to do an end product, it's the same thing. But they have what's called depositors, which means, you know, they can line up five containers next to each other and just squirt next row, squirt. And it's, it's that simple. Automation is amazing. Uh, and large capacity really speeds up. And, you know, you make it in mass and you really can can get it out in the marketplace. So, so, so you make the dough, uh, you, you got 150 of these, uh, you make it, you, so how long does it take to bake then? When you're baking it, how long does that take? In, a, in, a, in the oven that, that I use at the bakery, the, the breads will bake for an hour and a half to an hour and 45 minutes on a very low temperature, uh, no more than 310, anything more than that, it starts to dry out. And so if you have a little patience, you let it stay in for another 15, 20 minutes, it comes out at the desired internal temperature and also the consistency and the consistency is really what you want. And all my breads are consistently moist because I bake low. It doesn't dry anything out. The breads are baked evenly. The outside doesn't get done first and then the inside hopes to catch up because that doesn't work. And and speaking, and speaking from experience folks, the breads are absolutely amazing. Havana and and the name of the company was Havana, Havana banana breads. Is that correct? that's right. It's, it's Havana banana breads with an S. Uh, and I just got after my third attempt again, remember never give up. Uh, but of course it's, it's, you know, cost me some money, but with the patent and trademark office just awarded me a trademark on the name. Nice. So I'm perfectly legal. I also have a provisional patent on the, on the, it's not a recipe. It's a formula, the formula for the breads. Uh, you can't get a patent on it because the products I use are products that, that Susie cream cheese has in her cupboards, right? You know, it's just, they're made in larger amounts. So there's nothing special about the ingredients, but the ingredients are always, they're all natural ingredients. Uh, and there's no, there's never any, any kind of, any kind of, uh, preservatives in them. I've seen preservatives in other bakeries and that's not really what you want to eat. So let me, ask- you can freeze and bread, you freeze and breads, freeze and thaw the breads actually, for up to a year. You can take them in the freezer, take them out, leave them on the counter for five days, put them back in your freezer and take them out again. Nothing's going to happen. Wow. And it sounds like there's and a that, lot of science. Was, I mean, ha, ha, and, and you had 12 years to perfect this. That's right. And and, and there's right. and, I, and it seems like there's a lot of science. I mean, did you, and this is gonna, it may sound like an ignorant question, but it, the, the trial and error, I mean, I'm assuming you took copious amounts of notes and, and whatnot, what worked, what didn't work, how did you tweak things, uh, right. you know, et cetera. In 12 years, I mean, that's a long time to, to be baking breads and coming up with a formula, which, and again, folks, I've... I've tasted the bread. Mike was kind enough to send me uh, two two-pound loaves. One uh, flavor was s'mores, and the other one was the original. And it didn't. They didn't last three days in my house. I mean, that's four four pounds of banana bread, and in yeah. three days, that's a lot of bread. And it was absolutely uh, amazing. I'm I'm fiending for it right now. Um, as we're as we're talking about it, 
Mike, if, if people, do you have a website that people can go to? I mean, it's, I know you said this is something that you, you'd you shut the, the, the business down back in, what was it, 20, 2013 or 11? 20, 20, yeah, 2013. Uh, the website, Adam, is, you know, it's a typical www.HavanaBananaBreads, with an S, dot com. Okay. Uh, and, and if you wanted to, you know, drop me a note, you can send something to info at HavanaBananaBreads or... You can you're gonna love this. You can send send me a an email at topbanana412 at gmail.com. and that's top banana. It's my nickname 412 at gmail.com. Uh, you know I I didn't want to shut down my exposure to the world because I'm not giving up on having this batter made. Uh, it was you know it was it, it was real. It was a very tough decision to to close down the business. But you just have to, you come to a point to where, you know, you, you really have to. I mean, within 90 days of me closing down, two, two things happened that I thought I could hold out for, Adam. One was I was accepted into the military commissaries with my breads. Oh. And, two, and two, literally a week before, and I was, it, it really, you know, really hurt. But I went down to Harris Teeter headquarters in, in North Carolina. And just like with the military commissaries, after they ate them, ate the breads, because you got to feed people, you got to let them taste yep, it. Yep. You know, that's, listen, I'm no genius, but that's just <laughs> common sense. Uh, so they both, the commissary buyer and the, the buy, three buyers reps for the bakery items, they asked me this question. They said, Mike, these are great. How are you going to get these into my stores? Now, that's the question you want to hear because instead of, hey, thanks for coming down, appreciate it, we'll consider it. Yeah. You know, you're dead in the water there. Nothing's going to happen. And it, it was it was so exciting, but at the same time, you know, it was it was just getting really difficult to try and stay open. And, and production on those two big contracts weren't going to start until, you know, months later. Right. And unfortunately I couldn't hang on anymore. And, you know, the, your goal is almost met. You're getting big accounts and it's, it's just very difficult. And it was really, it was pretty defeating, but you know, you just have to move on and think that you're going to make something else happen in the future. And that's, that's what, that's why I'm still here. Uh, also, uh, you know, the other challenge when you're a small business person is if you are going to coordinate with a big company, say in my case, to have the batter made or someone's interested in the re- in the formula, you have to you have to come into it pretty clean as far as your finances. And you know, as soon as you go into business for yourself, when you have almost an incredible credit history, is you're going to take some face punches because that's the nature of the beast. And you try and pay your bills on time, and sometimes you get a little bit behind, and, and that's what happens. So. In in anticipation, hopefully one day of getting with you know a larger company that would be interesting taking on this project. You know, I started this this GoFundMe account to try and clear up some of some of my business debt. And you know, I I ran out of family, so you know they've they've given the money they're going to give to me. So uh, you know, I, I still hope for for some some donations to help me get this going. I, I made one withdrawal already and and gave one of the one of the uh, businesses I owe money to, I gave them some money already. So that's what you do with that money. You don't go on vacation. Right. You actually, you know, you have to be fair and, and honest and transparent about what you're doing with it because 
when you go in to talk to a company, they want to look at your, your balance sheet and all this. And I had really no sales last year except for, you know, the Christmas time, holiday time. So, you know, with the so, GoFundMe, so, GoFundMe so, campaign, you know, it, that could help a bit. So you got a GoFundMe campaign out there right now. But folks, if you, you're listening to the show, you're already on the Internet. Open up another browser right now. Yep. Go to Havana, it's, HavanaBananaBreads.com. Check it out. And if you're listening to the show and you like what you hear, reach out to Mike. You can email him at top, excuse me, at topbanana412 at gmail.com. Maybe you know somebody that's a distributor or maybe you know a bakery that would like would want to pick up his recipe. Reach out to him. And that's what you're looking for right now. Correct me if I'm wrong here, Mike, but that sounds like that's what no, you're looking for right now. That, that's right. It's the, the GoFundMe is it's GoFundMe.com forward slash Havana banana breads. Uh, again, it's gofundme.com forward slash Havana banana breads. So, you know, it's certainly be great to, to get, you know, to receive some, some, some help there. But again, it's, you know, it's the challenge of a small business person and not, not giving up on the dream. And I think a lot of that, Adam, just like with you in the military and with me, you know, you have that, that spirit and, and, and you want to move forward with, with your plans and you could just, I mean, a company is going to make a whole, you know, it comes down to, to making money for these big companies. Uh, and a company that picks up an item, and this is important for people to hear that doesn't exist in the marketplace today in the grocery business or the restaurant business, because there's applications for these breads, you know, in, in all kinds of ways. Uh, you know, there was, there was about $640 billion in grocery sales last year. And you go into a store, there's 40,000 items on average. This is going to be a unique item. And if you go into the, to drill it down even more, you go into the frozen food aisle, frozen dessert aisle, there's nothing like Havana banana breads, you know, in the frozen form. So I know if I'm out there, I would say, you know what, I, I'd, I'd love to, it's a dream for business people to be the first to be the first person to introduce a, a brand new product into a marketplace. And with a little bit of marketing, I mean, it's just, it's crazy. I, you know, who wouldn't want to be the Bill Gates of banana bread? Right. Cer certainly I would. And, you know, we, we, we're still in DC. Uh, we would love to, I'm a new Englander, uh, go Sox. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I have plans on heading back to new England one day. Uh, I'm equating my, my desire and I can help run a business or consult on, you know, how to get Havana banana breads out there, uh, from anywhere. I, I feel like Andy Dufresne in the Shawshank Redemption, you know, when you're <laughs> out in that tunnel and you could see the end, that's what I feel like right now. Right. So, you know, it's, I, I do believe it's going to happen. I have a positive out, positive, but realistic outlook. And it, you, know, you just, you just, Put down your you put your head down and you and you go forward and you provide information and uh, you know it's 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 tough it's been tough but and my wife is has been pretty good through this you know, more than pretty good through this whole thing and you know she's a retired NCO and so she's keeping me in line you know I became an officer because I was too lazy to be an NCO <laughs> so so uh, you know. But I'm I'm the I'm the entrepreneur in the family, and you know you just you just 
you don't you, you just don't give up. That's not that's not what we do in the military. It's not in our it's not in our DNA. It's not it's not so I, right. you know. And I, I've said it before on this show. If I had a nickel for every time I wanted to just walk away uh, from the stuff yeah. that I'm doing, uh, it'd probably be a lot easier. But uh, right. you know, there's something that drives you, and if you believe in what you're doing. And, and and folks, you've the, Mike's given a lot of lessons uh, today, and, and like a true officer that, that's watching out for his troops, he's, he's really uh, he's got a lot of experience, uh, clearly. And uh, the fact that you know he did this for twelve years while on active duty, tried it out, did, it didn't work out, but he 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 shut it down, but he didn't he didn't he didn't quit. And and I wouldn't even say you shut it down. You might have shut it down like a you know the the, the full time part of it, but you're still mm-hmm. I mean Mike, let's let's face it. You're still kind of doing it, you know, even if it's like seasonal at this point. And you're still looking for oh, people right. to yep. to to invest it. So you didn't you didn't give up on it completely. You didn't quit by any means uh at, at all. And and the fact that you're still pushing forward to this, maybe not as fast as you would like, but let's face it, uh, you know, uh do we all get, I mean, I don't know anybody that gets to do what they really want to do as, as, as fast as they want to do it. Um, you know, and, and so my hat's off to you right. that you, that you're still doing this. A lot of great lessons here, to, uh, you know, to be learned. And again, I want to give out that, that, uh, contact information. Listen, if you're listening to the show, you're already on the internet, open up another browser, go to www.havanabananabreads with an S.com. And, uh, you know, if you're in a, maybe you're an investor, I know there's some of you out there that listen to the show, give Mike a call, or maybe you have a, maybe you have a family member or a business partner or somebody that you know is in the distribution business. Email Mike at top banana 412 at gmail.com. Uh, right. I, you know, it, 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 the breads are absolutely amazing folks. You will definitely, definitely not be disappointed uh, by the breads by any means whatsoever they're absolutely amazing and um yeah i i come out to uh, to dc quite a bit uh you know i'm out there usually for a week uh or so every month um i would love to see these breads in the store so um you know anything that we can do on this end you know mike you know definitely you know keep me posted and let me know i know we've talked a little bit about it offline uh, and whatnot, but it, it's you know the the trick is to keep pushing forward, and and I I really think that uh, it won't be long before you know Havana Banana Breads is a household name. Well, I, you know I I still believe that, and uh, as we've alluded to in previous conversations, you know just because you know how to make meatballs doesn't mean you can run a, a restaurant, right? And it, it's it's that's not the reality of it. Uh, so. It's, it's just a lot of work and it's it's all sacrifice but it's it's doing something you believe in and it's never going to be easy the only easy day we've had was was yesterday and you know with and when I was raising Robbie by myself you know there was it was it was it was tough it's still tough he's he's almost 30 years old I spend Saturdays with him uh, some days are great other days it's it's just hard to describe how difficult it is. So, you know, Robbie keeps me grounded and he, he, he makes me live up to, to whatever challenges I have. So, you know, it's, it's, it's part of me now to just kind of forge ahead and, and, but also, you know, keeps me focused and you, you, you don't give up and it's, it's about networking and it's about meeting good people and being fair to people. And, you know, with a product like this, especially in, in scoopable form, 
and as a product that doesn't exist on the in the marketplace, somebody is going to do real well with this. Yeah. Uh, and you know, it's exposure like this, and you know, I know this has pretty much been like thirty something minutes of self promotion. I don't mean it to be, but you no, know, that's it's what it's business. all about, though. It, it's more than it's more yeah. than that. You you've given a lot of great things that I think people picked up on, and, and a lot of life lessons that they can hear from. Uh, and it goes from, you know, being a single, you know, I'm a single parent myself. You know, my son's 13 years old. I have custody of him. He, he lives with me full time. Uh, you know, trying to work corporate America for, for so many years and then, and then branching out, um, you know, because of some health issues and branching out and Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, start a media company, an, an online media company. And I had no media background, really. You know, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. a, I'm a business guy and an education major. So it's, it's, uh, it's all, you know, whatever. And, and you, you brought it up before, you know, if, if, uh, you know, it's, it's not easy. And if it was easy, everybody would be doing it and they're not. So that's right. You know, it, it's, it's, right. it's guy. It, and it's nice that we have that spirit inside of us, that fire that keeps burning. And, uh, you know, I, I posted something last week on one of my public pages that, you know, be the fire that they can't put out. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that's a, a great, I think you're a great representation of that. Michael is, is, you know, an army officer with a, with a great, excuse me, a great career, a single parent, you had an idea and you're still running with it. You're still doing it even after all of this time. And you've seen, you've, you've, you've had, you know, peaks and valleys that, you, that you've gone through and you're still going and, and you're still doing it. And that's, that's the key point is you got to continue to push forward. Uh, with it. So yeah. again, my yeah. hat's off yeah. to you. Well, thanks. And you, you know, you absolutely, you have to be committed. I mean, I'm, it, it would be easy. It would have been easy a couple of years ago for Mary and I to, you know, file, you know, go belly up and start over, but we we're not doing that. And I'm forfeiting my disability check every month so I can keep some of the wolves away but you know what? That's that's the responsibility. I face it, and it's, it's what I have to do. And and we're getting there. And you know, it, it's it's just part of the commitment. You know, life is not easy. Uh, we never ask for for anybody to pity us. That's just not that's just not what we do. And you move ahead. And one of my ultimate goals, not so much for the business, is to is to because I've done a little bit of mentoring in my. 26 years in uniform and, and at VA today is to, is to talk to, you know, budding entrepreneurs about the realities of, of what it's like. And some of it won't be pretty, but the main thing is that it's helpful for people. And, and you have to make the world a little bit of a better place and improve your little part of the world. And it's not just about you. It's about, you know, leaving your mark and helping other people. And the real value is, you know, 12, 13 years after somebody just met you and say, you know, that little bit of advice that you gave us was, was really helpful. And right. I'm, you know, I stick to that today. And that's, that's the money right there. That's what it's about. Yeah. Purpose. Purpose. About, absolutely. It's about, it's the purpose driven life. Yeah. Absolutely. Do, yeah. So I totally agree. You know, it's yeah. And you know, there's, it's just so, it's very complicated. Business is very complicated, and uh, but it could be very satisfying, especially a product like this where you started it literally in the kitchen of your house and you you see it to, you know, 
see it develop and then hopefully see it on, you know, in the frozen food aisles and on bakery shelves and, and, and all that. And that's, that's very satisfying. Ladies and gentlemen, words of wisdom by Michael Lawrence, AKA top banana. Again, make sure you go check out his website. Go to www.HavanaBananaBreads. Uh, Again, that's www.HavanaBananaBreads.com. And uh, maybe you're listening to this, and, and maybe you're you're thinking about you know uh, baking something or getting something out to the market, or or you're starting a business or whatnot, and, and you're you know some of the stuff that Michael has said to you today is, is kind of inspired you. Reach out to him. Reach out to him. Shoot him an email. Topbanana four one two at gmail And those of you that have people in the distribution business or in the restaurant business and are looking for a awesome bread, make sure you reach out to him. I know Michael will appreciate it. I'll appreciate it. And I know all of uh, all the people that get a chance to uh, to eat the bread will appreciate it as well. Mar- uh, Michael, any parting words before we let you go today? Uh, I, I just, you know, appreciate the opportunity to, to chat about the breads. And while I'm not baking now, uh, I certainly certainly can do one of two things. One is to help a company if they want to, say, pick up the rest of the formula, can help them do that. And two, you know, still be the face of the company, uh, you know, especially for the batter form, because again, it's so easy to make if you have all the capacity. And, you know, it just, it, it'd be great to introduce a very unique product into the marketplace. And, you know, with, with this opportunity you gave me, Adam, you know, hopefully, Hopefully we'll get there and, and I will provide updates on my website. And, you know, it's just, again, part of our military DNA, not never to give up and to, you know, stay mission focused and, you know, forge ahead. And that's what we do. And it's it's never going to be easy. And like you said, if it was, everybody would be doing it. So you just follow your, your goals and, you know, I visualize, you know, the future and hopefully that future involves being back in New England. But you know, that, that remains to be seen. But uh, again, you know, thank you for the opportunity to, to do a lot of self-promotion here and, and talk about you know, Havana Banana Breads. And this is a, a great venue. And thank you for what you're doing for veterans out there. Uh, you know, and thanks for your service. So, thank you You know, people know where to reach me. I, I'm here and uh, I, I, I thank you from the bottom of my heart, Adam. Hey, it's, it's my pleasure, Michael. I appreciate you coming on the show today. Uh, you know, we'll be following up with you here shortly. And uh, I know you and I will definitely be staying in, uh, in touch uh, uh, as well moving forward. So thanks again, Michael. We appreciate you. Well, thanks, Adam. All righty. What a great story, ladies and gentlemen. That was Michael Lawrence from Havana Banana Breads, uh, Army veteran and just all around great guy. I've I've had the opportunity to talk to him offline now for the latter part of a month or so, and it was nice that we could finally link up and, and, and have him on the show. Big Mike, a.k.a. Top Banana. Check him out, www.HavanaBananaBreads.com. Dot com. Again, if you know somebody that's a distributor or a baker, uh, these, these recipes are great. I mean, the bread were were amazing, and I'm not kidding. They did not last more than they didn't last three days in my house. They they're, they're two pound loaves that he sends, and they're just absolutely amazing. So make sure you check them out uh, or check him out. Veteran owned business. That's all the time I got today, folks. Uh, 
appreciate you listening to this episode. Make sure you check out Heroes Media Group. Simply go to heroesmediagroup.com. Check out all of the shows there. We got a lot of great shows. We had a firearm show called The Arms Room. These guys are absolutely amazing. In fact, they're training uh, all the time. Um, it's a very educational piece. We got Camouflage Sisters. We got the S3. We just just brought on Not Your Average Sports Chick here uh, as of recent. Um, we have uh, the Decision Hour. That you're listening to the Decision Hour. We got the Motivated Mindset. Vets in Homes. Uh, they're doing a lot of great things and so many more uh, shows out there and more to come. Simply go to www.heroesmediagroup.com. Until next time, folks, I'm Adam. Thank you for listening to The Decision Hour. So proud